This is Power and Consequence. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. I'm Matt. And I'm Anna. And we have an interesting show today. Uh, Our subject is a professional propagandist, a regular on Fox News and Newsmax, and he prevents himself as a type of judicial activist. So whatever the fuck that means. Uh, So we're going to take a look at one of his recent YouTube videos where he employs a variety of white supremacist talking points and dog whistles while attacking critical race theory. So... Sounds like fun. But first things first, I want to kind of reintroduce uh, our friend and guest, teacher and comedian, Mr. Christian Weiss. Yay! Yay. Hello, hello. Christian, what's up? Oh, you know, living the dream. I've been uh, writing some plays, working with kids and um, some people with autism, writing and performing plays based on characters they create. And it's been a lot of fun, but unluckily, we have to do it all through Zoom because we can't do anything in person. Um, but I'm, uh, hoping to get involved with this new job economy we're creating and, uh, get back out there. Now I'm vaccinated and start, uh, finding some good theater work and make some people laugh or cry. Like nice. All the emotions. I like, well, yes, laughing and crying. That's, that is the goal for today. I, we will, we will do both hopefully. So... Ah, let us dig right in, shall we? Uh, Anna, Christian, I, I, I mentioned the name to you already, but do either of you ha- have any idea who Tom Fitton is? No, and I keep thinking of the actor, which is not the actor, the Harry Potter actor, Draco Malfoy. Oh, but oh. his name is like Tom Fenton, right? Sure, that, sure. The actor's well, there, name? Fe- well, there's Fenton's Creamery in Oakland, but I don't, I don't know. That's the only Fenton I know. I think his name is Fenton. Yeah. So Christian, you ever heard of this guy? Just him playing Draco. Got into U.S. politics. <laughs> if he played Draco, Harry Potter would be a way different story for sure. You'll see what I'm talking about. He is the president of a group, uh, a, con- a self-described conservative watchdog uh, group called Judicial Watch. You guys ever heard of that? I have. Oh, you do know Judicial Watch. I've heard rumblings and mentions of it here and there. Okay, what have you what have you heard about Judicial Watch? Um, it's basically, from what I understand, it's a bunch of uh, sort of people on the right who want to instill their own interpretations of certain laws. Uh, yeah, you're you're definitely on the right track. Uh, sixty there's sixty three official employees on the payroll according to their 2019 tax documents. They, they've been expanding, so they might have more at this point. But that's, they're, they're, they're sewers. They sue people. They sue a lot of people. So just, uh, I'm going to give you a little background on Judicial Watch. So Judicial Watch was founded in 1994 by a guy named Larry Clayman, uh, mostly to sue the Clinton administration for, like, everything, Right. So Larry Clayman, real quick, this guy's fun. I could do an episode just on this guy. Larry Clayman was a former federal prosecutor. Um, He founded uh, Judicial Watch in 94. He left in 2004 to run for public office in Florida. He never won. Uh, He was kind of a high... Why is it always Florida? 
Yeah, Bongino, he tried and failed in Florida too. There's something there, huh? I feel like Florida is just like, it's the embodiment of, you know, that phrase, the Florida man, like a Florida man. Is that a phrase? I feel like they're just open to anything in Florida. Uh, I guess it, I, I've never been personally. I just know that um, they've, they're passing some really fun laws courtesy of Governor DeSantis, you know? It's like, I guess it's too easy to vote in their very secure election system. So that's all I know about them late, recently. But yeah, Clayman didn't pass muster in Florida. He was a high-profile attorney for a while. He repped people like Roy Moore, Sheriff Arpaio, and George Zimmerman. Oh, great. I love this guy already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also an Obama birther, conspiracy theorist. He sued Iran, the country, uh, OPEC, Hugo Chavez, and publicly said this at a uh, veterans march in D.C. in 2013. I call upon all of you to wage a second American nonviolent revolution, to use civil disobedience, and to demand that this president leave town to get out, to put the corrupt to put the Quran down, to get up off his knees, and to figuratively come up with his hands out, up. Yeah, yeah. To put the Quran down, <laughs> oh boy. Uh that was Don Lemon at the end, by the way. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was delighted by that phrase. Yeah, he, uh, he yeah, so that was, that was that's Larry Clayman. He's the guy who founded Judicial Watch, right? Uh, I'll Sounds attach some, delightful. Yeah, I'll attach some lim- links, but basically this guy sues everyone. He actually sued Judicial Watch later on. It, was it about money? It's always about money. He tried to he tried to retake control of uh, the organization in the late aughts uh, from our subject, Tom Fitton, and he failed. So Tom Fitton, as of now, is is president and, uh, and the face of Judicial Watch. So Judicial Watch itself, um, it's not as crazy now as it was in the Clayman era, but they're definitely still engaged in some of the worst political activities in American politics, including voter suppression. They're big on Are that. Are they cozy with Stephen Miller's nonprofit? And I'm using quotations there. Oh, or I oh, should like say the, apolitical in quotations, nonprofit. Oh, like America First Legal? No, 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 no. Yeah. no. They, they, well, maybe, but they, they predate America First Legal by like two decades. So, I'm just getting similar vibes, I guess that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, I mean, to give you an exam- example, right? Uh, Judicial Watch in 2015 filed an amicus brief, right, uh, in opposition. Well, you remember the, the North Carolina voter suppression law from after after the Voting Rights Act was gutted in 2013, uh, Shelby versus Holder? Yeah. Okay, well, that law in North Carolina that, you know, for example, it had voter ID restriction, ended uh, same-day registration, ended early voting, and all got struck down, right? Judicial Watch um, basically filed an amicus brief in favor against the law being stric- stricken, uh, struck down. So they like stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, Christian, your mic, your mic, good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's just um, absor- he's just absorbing, yeah, just taking all of it this in, riveting content, learning. Don't want to jump to any conclusions. <laughs> oh, you can. Ju- okay. Well, actually, all right, Christian. So right off the bat, what do you what do you Give me your first impressions so far of Tom Fitton and really the organization Judicial Watch. What do you got for me? Well, I mean, I don't really know what they've sued over besides the law you were just talking about with voting rights. 
So they might be doing really well right now. This is like their year. <laughs> this might be like, I should have known about them in 2004 and invested. I'd be rich now. Are they in stocks? I don't know. Oh. Voters, God, you, do, they sue for voter so, suppression. They're got to be knocking it out of the park. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you've kind of hit on something just now. So, uh, so, but I won't give it away. I won't give it away. Yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff like this. And basically what they do is... But are they like an eye roller company where they're just suing? And you're like, what are they? You just... They're like looking through... They're advertising on TV. If you have any problem that we can sue for, we're looking for big groups of you, and we're going to sue for lots. Are too many people voting in your area? People that don't look like you? People that don't need sunscreen, like a lot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, yeah, you're, you're kind of you're getting to it. And so today, we're going to do a breakdown of a recent video uh, featuring Tom Fitton. He stars in all the YouTube videos and likes to show off his back a lot. I, I don't know what that is. The man works out and likes to take pictures of him showing off his lats and shit. Yeah, Ben Shapiro has been posting thirst TikToks. Of himself? Yeah, because okay, he's gonna, also that, been working out, apparently. That'll be the next episode. So... They got to get yoked for the war. <laughs> I don't think he knows which side he's going to be on. But either way, he's going to yeah, need that Some back people muscle. who don't like the fact that he's Jewish, I'll, yep, I'll tell yep. you that. Yep. So today, uh, we're going to go over a segment of a video... Um, Tom Fitton is going over documents that were obtained from the Montgomery County public school system in Maryland, and he obtained it through a public records request. And the video itself is hardly groundbreaking. And I think Fitton thought he was going to get some evidence of like some type of grand conspiracy of quote unquote wokeness. And he came up short. So he's trying to make something out of a big nothing burger. But I think it's interesting to see him try to make something out of it out of this because you're going to see him use a lot of old callbacks so i'm just going to play his opening remarks uh on this video because it really sets the tone first up are new documents we obtained under the maryland public information act from montgomery county school district which is the biggest uh, district in the state of maryland it's right outside of washington dc it's it's the suburb of the deep states you can imagine there's lots of interesting things going on pause you catch what he just said there the suburb of the deep state? <laughs> that is like 20 seconds in. And he's already going with the conspiracy theories. All right, so just just let that let that sink in and let's continue. I wonder what other Including things... As we hmm? Does he have like a list of other things that the deep state has? Here's the deep state's pool. Here's, <laughs> Here's the lake of the deep state. I, I, I have a feeling if you go down that list, he's going to tell you that Ping Pong Pizza is the Deep State's pizza place, but, you know, he doesn't want to get sued like Alex Jones. We should start Deep State Bingo. <laughs> I feel like something like that probably exists. There's only three, but there's only two squares, George Soros and Hillary Clinton. You know? You can't, you can't, Maybe we'll turn it into a drinking game then. What, oh, every time the Deep State does something, take a drink. I like it. Anytime okay. someone says deep state. No, like, no, no. Seriously, no, no. like, and actually means it. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like if we were conspiracy theorists and every time we see the liberal media do something, quote unquote, deep state, we take a drink. Oh, no. If like, you, you did that, you'd die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, you'd get about five minutes into uh, an MSNBC segment. So, 
but I'm up to the challenge. All right, moving on. Covered in these documents, uh, outrageous classes in critical race theory that are promoting the worst of the worst in terms of uh, racism and anti-Americanism. I'll get into that. On top of that was uh, a new program or a new audit that taxpayers were being asked to fund, $454,000 for a anti-racist system audit by something called the Mid-Atlantic Equity Consortium, which is one of these companies in the private sector that cater and promote this type of agenda. Yeah, yeah. So... you tracking what he's putting down so far? All right. So what's the critical race theory? Because I haven't researched it. I don't really. I've heard it come up a few times. I feel like it might be relevant today. Um, it, no, that's that's actually a really good question. Yes. And I will tell you, it's like it, it. it's not a complicated answer, but it's not a short answer. Simply creating like patchwork laws here and there in an existing system will never do what you want it to do, which is create a just society because it's the system itself that needs to be pretty much completely overhauled. Is am I explaining that correctly? I'm I'm, I'm breaking down some stuff that I just sort of like studied the last couple of days. Did did that make sense? I mean, there's lots of questions that rises like uh, sure, raises sure. like uh, what laws they're trying to modify to. But I mean, yeah, our system is all fucked up. So I guess that's that's what people don't agree on is how we unfuck the system. It's a question general. of whether I mean, it's a question of whether or not racism is pervasive, whether we all live in it, whether we're part of the white, you know, according to CRT, part of the white privileged class or basically everyone else. It's theory versus praxis and Critical race theory was founded basically by a bunch of uh, civil rights activists who used race as a lens to examine um, our uh, our criminal legal system. That that's basically it. I mean, that's a, that's a very succinct, short definition of it. Obviously, there's a lot of nuance to it, as Matt has pointed out. But that's like an easy way of thinking about it is like they basically like center the idea of race within the legal system. And then this does this tie right into kind of the big thing going on with schools right now where they're trying to teach not whitewashed history where they yes or want to be like Columbus yes. kind of was terrible. And, you know, you nailed it. That think kind of, it of stuff. As, and so that's yeah, think- all incorporated here. Yeah, like the 1619 Project versus the 1776 Commission. That's a great example. That's exactly what I was going to say. Fuck you. (laughs) That was literally what I was about to say. We can edit. Go. Well, now I forgot it, okay? (laughs) It's all good. It's It's okay. I don't even know what those things are. (laughs) Yeah, I think the the three amateurs that we are, I think we've, we've pretty much covered the the layperson's understanding of it a great video about the 1776 report though um was made by sean i think like a couple of months ago we'll link that in the show notes it you can just listen to it like a podcast it's like an hour long and it is great i highly recommend it if you want to understand just how stupid the 1776 report is all you need, and one thing to keep in mind, one of the principal architects, as I've said before, of the 1776 report was Charlie fucking Kirk. That yeah. should tell you all you need to know. And they called him one of the America's brightest scholars. Yeah. 
So, um, friend of the friend of the show, Charlie Kirk. Yeah, but you but you know who's not a friend of this show? Tom Fitton, because uh, in that last clip, we got we 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 didn't really go off track. It was important to explain this, but. Uh, Fitton. No, and Christian, that was a great question because I'm sure, you know, a lot of other people listening to it had the same question. True, true, true. Kudos to Christian. I'll let you know where you can pick up your kudos. This is why it's nice to have guests because they ask questions. Damn right. And they don't <laughs> wallow in this kind of material like <laughs> you and I do, Matt. <laughs> I've heard the word thrown around enough that I feel like I should ask now. It's like it's gotten to that awkward stage already, but it's still better than... Yeah, maybe you don't want to ask your girlfriend at this point because maybe it's something you should have looked up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Fitton, he said a lot in that, uh, uh, it, it, you know, in his critique of critical race theory, which I'm pretty sure he's never studied. Like, I spent maybe three hours reading up on it, and that's just to basically understand it. I mean... He, I guarantee he doesn't know what it really is, other than the, the conservative buzzwords he's heard bandied about. So two things that he mentioned, you know, just right off the bat were un-Americanism, which is, isn't really a word, and racism, okay? Now, when you put those two terms together, coming out of Fitton's mouth, right, uh, that's interesting because of what critical race theory is, which is what we went over. Um because among other things, it's an exercise, like we said, in considering racism, like you said, Anna, uh, as codified in law and our system of government. So, And you also, know, we should add that it's not always codified intentionally. Sometimes it is unintentional. Oftentimes it is intentional. But both preserve the systems that enable racism. True. And, and, and one of the things that conservatives are trying to claim right here that is that this is rhetoric that it, that CRT is rhetoric that is quote unquote divisive and uh, and it targets white people right uh, who are labeled part of the oppressor class so if CRT right is a challenge uh, to fitten is is a challenge to what it means to be american and knowing what we know about what CRT really is that kind of gives me a clue as to what fitten means when he says the word american uh, and, oh, and I know you guys are, this is audio for everyone. Tom Fitton is, is a Caucasian man. He's like 51 years old. He grew Oh, you up, didn't have to explain that. We already knew. Yeah. Just, just in case anyone was clear. So, oh, and also, <laughs> uh, uncovered, he says he uncovered documents, uh, through that public, uh, public, uh, information request. That's actually really funny because all he had to do would have been to Google, uh, what's been going on because an online publication, Bethesda magazine, right. From, from Maryland, uh, actually reported on November 9th of 2020 that, uh, the, uh, Montgomery County public school system or MCPS, uh, is, was considering spending $450,000 on an anti-racist system audit. And, uh, yeah, a couple of days later, another regional publication announced that, uh, the mid Atlantic, uh, equity, consortium was awarded the contract so that was from like eight months ago so there you go well it's news to him so he said he can columbus it it's fine how oh, do you Columbus'd make fun it, of like someone that. for being from the oppressor class is he really unless they just are beating up white people i mean oh you're like oh you're a, you're in charge oh you got me <laughs> What the hell? Take, take, 
Take that, country club. Per- See, I can't even think of a joke for this. Why and, don't you go golfing? Reject- <laughs> I have so what, many feelings about golf. What's your golfing handicap? Play tennis oh, this week? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, honestly, these are all like top notch. I, I feel like I feel like this is where all of our minds should be. Did you tip your valet? Oh, did you scratch your Tesla? How many billions did you make this week off the pandemic? <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Critical race theory. <laughs> what have you done? Well, that's all because of the Mid-Atlantic Equity Consortium. Uh, and Tom is not done shit-talking them. Okay, as soon as you use the word, like, consortium, like, automatically people are going to, like, conspiracy theory it. I'm sorry, but it's just the word. Mm-hmm. It, it begs itself for conspiracy. It's true. They've got some branding issues. I will spoil that for you. They're not what you think they are. Well, they probably are exactly what you think they are because you're not a conspiracy theorist. But this is what Tom thinks they are. Uh, their expertise is, quote, in using intersectionality as part of its theory of change and how it makes us uniquely positioned, uh, makes them uniquely positioned to conduct the anti-racist audit and mitigate the root causes of systemic barriers. So this is an entity that buys into uh, the idea that America is fundamentally corrupt because it's fundamentally racist and oppressive. It's the communist revolutionary approach. They won't say they're communists. They won't say they're Marxists. They won't say they're revolutionaries. But this is philosophically where they're coming from. <laughs> okay, so how many times does he use the term cultural Marxist in he his 20-minute like, segment? So he doesn't say the term cultural Marxist. He's not that stupid. Um, for, for those of you who don't listening who don't know this, cultural Marxism was a favorite dog whistle of like, like, not quite Nazis, but they were close in like the early 90s, I would say. No, it's uh, still around. It's no, still around. It, it, it is, but like they try, like I recently, uh, Marco Rubio went on Fox News and he tried to say social Marxism to try to like, he tried to code word a code word. Same thing. I know. It is still an anti-Semitic right-wing ideology that yep. is toxic and wants wishes to preserve like Western values, which is another virtue signal for those on the right. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Christian, are you familiar with the ter- with the usage of uh, um, cultural Marxism as as just a dog whistle? No. Well, I know Marxism is used as a dog whistle a lot. I think it was really good how he kind of gave a good definition of the company first, and then he kept all the crazy <laughs> stuff to the end. Because when he was talking about it, I was like, okay, cool, intersectionality, they seem qualified, and then, uh, yeah, there is systematic racism, good, and then he just kind of went off the deep end, but at first it was like, here's what they are, and it was kind of informative, and then he was like, crazy Marxist, radical, they won't say any of these things, but here's three words that I'm going to assign to them. aren't any of these things. But that won't stop me from saying or implying that they're any of these things. They won't give me any evidence that they're the things that I'm claiming they are. (laughs) Who needs evidence? Here's what they are, and here's the enemy I want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's the enemy you want and the enemy you have. Both of them are imaginary. 
<laughs> so, yeah, the the communism. To quote Nick Miller, "The enemy is the inner, inner me. me." Yes. Oh, great show, great show. Everybody watch it. So, yeah, the communism Marxism thing. This serves two purposes. One, this is a call out uh, that the that the conservatives love to use regarding CRT because, as we already said. It's related to CLS, and CLS got a lot of inspiration from some Marxian ideas, and it's also related to what's known as the Frankfurt School. I'm not going to get into that. It's a school of philosophy. A lot of uh, which them... also ties into cultural Marxism. Ex- that's exactly that's exactly it. It's all it's all one big thing. But another, it's per- all cultural Marxism. Okay, all of these words that he's saying. It's literally him trying to obfuscate the fact that he doesn't want to say cultural Marxism. Hey, 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 Tom Fitton is a is a damn national treasure and with extensive studies in the field of English from George Washington University and literally no other formal training. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah, well, I speak English too. <laughs> Nothing against the so English do majors billions out there. Y'all of are other great. people in the yeah. world. Yeah, but you're not the one trying to run a uh, um, a legal focused uh, watchdog group. So wait, so he's not a lawyer? No, no, he has a bachelor's in English from George Washington University from like the '80s, and that's it. And charisma. <sighs> yeah, maybe the '90s. That's lit- yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the oh another thing the the communism Marxism thing that's that's a callback of conservative grifters who are targeting boomers and greatest generation Americans for money. See, uh, people have leveled these accusations. I can't verify them because we're talking like you know charity navigator type sites like and reviews. Uh, people have accused Judicial Watch of preying on the elderly and getting them to donate money they can't afford to fight an enemy that isn't there. Think like Alex Jones and Infowars. Oh, and just like uh, Infowars, Judicial Watch sells swag. They have uh, t-shirts and mugs and shit. They all sell swag. So their latest t-shirt on the back, it says no one is above the law or some shit like that. So I love that. (laughs) I can think of quite a few people who are above the law. Mainly the ones that just decided not to investigate the insurrection from January 6th. No, they don't even agree to a bipartisan. They wouldn't even vote. Some of them. I know. McConnell used the fucking filibuster to tank it. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. What? But you know who didn't tank it? (laughs) Well, according to Tom Fitton, CRT is treasonous. But not the people who legitimately tried to overthrow our government not that long ago. Well, I mean, they are too, because that was Antifa. It was. It, no, oh, it wasn't. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Was, that every single person there was secret Antifa. You're right. right. And and that was the thing. Like, if you really believe it was false flag operators, why don't you want an investigation? You know, like, why are you afraid that you'll be painted as as guilty if you're saying you're definitely innocent and you know who did it? But that doesn't. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, we were talking about. Um, CRT and CLS, all that earlier. Um, there's a lot more to it, and I will link an article I borrowed heavily from a civil rights attorney named Janelle George, uh, uh, who works with the NAACP. And uh, yeah, I was great- gonna say, I feel like I've heard of her before. Yeah, she did a great article uh, linked to the American Bar Association website, so I will put that in the show notes because she's an actual expert on this, and I'm just a I'm just a hack. So, <laughs> oh, one more thing uh, regarding the Mid Atlantic Equity Consortium, uh, they are one of for what's known as equity assistance centers. 
required by the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Uh, they provide training on request in various areas and are almost completely funded through government grants, and they were established in 1992. Uh, they usually get about two, roughly about $2 million in grants and spend about $2 million bucks each year, so they're not like hoarding a war chest. That's what they do. It's all they do. So, yeah, he... Anyways, so Fitton goes on, uh, and he spends most of the video skimming slides he got from, like, this uh, this summer class. Like, I don't think he has even been really taught much yet. Uh, and he is partially quoting from these, you know, teaching materials, uh, which are, again, it's just a PowerPoint presentation. There's no context given by an instructor that you'd usually have. So he starts with a critique of a slide from the summer program uh, that's going to be offered at Thomas Pyle Middle School in that district. Uh, we've actually, Anna, we've discussed this before. You remember the pyramid with overt and covert um, uh, white supremacy, right? And the yeah. line through it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what he's talking about. Um, basically, it's just like, Christian, if you've never seen this before, there's a pyramid and it's like, you know, Covert and overt white supremacy. And overt white supremacy is above the line at the top. It's like, you know, lynchings and swastikas and shit like that. Yeah, that's way over. That seems like it'd be way over the line. I feel like the line (laughs) should have, I mean, overt. I've heard people just say things. And I was like, that was pretty overt. They didn't have to lynch them to get to overt. Holy shit. This is a terrible triangle. Terrible pyramid. Exactly. And (laughs) this was being thought of used by the army, right? It was so... So I found out where this actually comes from. Yeah, this slide was adapted from a slide made by somebody named Ellen Tozolo, and she works for a nonprofit. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Uh, anyway, it's 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 the current version of it has been adapted from a slide from the Safe House Progressive Alliance for Nonviolence, and that was that slide was created in like 2005. Okay, so this thing's been floating around the internet for a long while. And the adaptation, I'll just read a few off. So below the line, covert uh, white supremacy, things like the term make America great again, that's what he focuses on. Uh, discriminatory lending, police brutality, Eurocentric curriculum, English-only only initiatives, paternalism, stuff like that. So he starts ranting and raving about this, and I'm just going to let him uh, take it away. There we are. So you can see here, I'm going to use my little cursor, Make this is the pyramid, covert white supremacy, socially acceptable. There's a line there, and above that line is overt white supremacy, socially unacceptable. Obviously, some of this, much of this, obviously, lynching is something that is obviously criminal and murderous. But make America great again is seen as covert white supremacy. What else? School to prison pipeline. That's leftist claptrap, as I call it. Denial of white privilege. So if you deny white privilege, that is white supremacy. It's covert and it's not appropriate. Denial of racism. So if you deny you're a racist, it means you're a white supremacist. Anna, your your eyebrows went up. What do you got? Yes. <laughs> Just Yes. <laughs> Also, okay, the first thing that stuck out to me was he called lynching, like, criminal, but not morally wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It was race neutral. It's illegal and murderous. Yeah, and I'm like, how about also morally reprehensible? Um, No? Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. And then what was... God, what was the the other thing? It was... um, 
the school to prison pipeline is leftist claptrap. Yeah, also not true. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, claptrap. I mean, what's with this old timey language he uses? Again, he's appealing to boomers and greatest generation. It's claptrap. It's hogwash. Also, he's trying not to be demonetized by YouTube. Probably, probably. So if yeah. he called it bullshit, he'd be demonetized. <laughs> um, also, um, if you deny the fact that racism exists, yes, that that is a subtle act of white supremacy. But also, you and then what else stuck out to me was um, denial of of like your own white privilege. Matt, you and I have actually talked about this before, and even though he comes about it like in a terrible way, and he does, I don't think he means it this way. You and I have had this conversation before where, you know, a minor in Appalachia is not necessarily going to have the same understanding. You mean a coal miner, not a child, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. That that was, yes. It's not going to have like a same understanding of um, white privilege as someone from say, you know, like the Bay Area of California. Yeah, yeah, somebody who's been part of an area that although it may be like, you know, majority white, they've still been fucked over by the power of capitalism, you know, and... Exactly, and and I think that that nuance gets lost a lot in um, discourses about um, white privilege because if, again, like if, you know, you live in Appalachia or the Rust Belt these days um, in primarily white areas, you're you're not going to understand what people mean when they say white privilege, you know, because you've been economically fucked and you don't understand how you being white benefits you in that context. Which is understandable that, you know, you, you, we know what we know. Yeah, and I think, Matt, you were the first person to sort of, like, introduce that nuance to me. And, like, it made me really think about that. Because, like, obviously, I can see it in my own life. But, again, if I lived in certain areas of the Rust Belt in, like, a small town over there. Or, or, um, or even rural parts of California, frankly. You know, California's Exactly, expensive. like, I would have a different relationship to that idea and that phrase. Yeah. Christian, how's your white... Uh, <laughs> privilege treating you with, with hey, is tom fitton winning you over ticket. i was drunk in high school in the square pond and the officer pulled out a flashlight to help me look for whatever i threw in there so it pays out pretty <laughs> well but as far as uh he goes like he's the ending there he's like denying racism so i can't say i'm not a racist that's not really what denying racism is. It's saying, hey, this is a lot of racism here. And yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't have to mean yeah, it, I have to say I'm a racist. <laughs> they can't make me. Like, that's not what they're going for. They're saying, hey, this is messed up. Don't deny it. And he's going, so I have to call myself racist then? I mean, I guess if you want to, what the heck? You don't have to apply it directly to yourself immediately. It's... <laughs> talking about what's going on around us look around yeah i mean and that's what he's doing he's talking to his audience and his audience gives him money that's that's it, it, anyways I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later but yeah it, it, it's funny christian you bring that up because what Fitton is doing is he's almost getting it but then misdirecting the audience because he's talking about like the concept of systemic racism but then boils it down to like individual accusation 
which I think is what you were getting at. Like it may, he turns it into a personal attack on himself. And by extension, the, you know, the person sitting in front of their computer watching his YouTube videos when that's not what the theory is about at all, you know? So just a couple of things. Uh, he says that, you know, he, he takes umbrage with, you know, make America great again. He's a huge Trump booster. If nobody knew this, nobody figured this out by now. Wow. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked. He, he was actually appointed to a judicial committee. One of Trump's last, uh, things that he did in office before, uh, right after the election, he actually appointed this guy to a, um, a congressional committee, uh, well, not congressional, but, a a, a, um, a judicial committee that, um, disciplines and, pretty much fires judges for certain reasons. So he's on that committee. He gets a vote on on disciplining and firing certain federal judges, just as a by the way. But his so, main job is suing people, right? Yes. But he gets to yes. choose who the... What? <laughs> this seems problematic. Just to, It does. It does. First glance. I'm just saying it pays to know people at the top. Okay, because if you know people who have enough money or who have enough power, literally nothing you do matters. Nope. And and speaking of things that never mattered, all of Trump's like overt and covert racism, all of his dog whistles, uh, you know, that didn't matter to his supporters because it, you know, in part it riled, either it riled up the base or they wanted certain policies enough where they were willing to just let everyone else suffer the consequences. And that's what make America great again as a term means, because let's let's not kid ourselves. Make America great again, MAGA, that is inextricably tied to the man Donald Trump. Let's not let's not pretend it's anything other than what and it is. And he didn't I, invent that phrase either. He he didn't. He didn't. But what it represents is tied to is tied to the Trump legacy. You see what I'm saying? So uh, basically, it's, you know, it represents reactionary nativist white supremacist ideas. And, you know, I mean, you know, building the wall, comments about Latinx people, telling U.S. Congresswomen to leave the United States if they don't like it here. And let's not forget the shithole countries comments, the travel ban, anti-immigration rhetoric, lowering the Stephen refugee Miller. ceiling. Stephen Miller, you know, it's just like it, there's plenty of reason to believe that, you know, Make America Great Again, which is tied to Donald Trump, which is tied to nativist white supremacist ideas, is you know, dog, it, very not subtle dog whistle for, for white supremacy. I mean, I don't and, see why that's hard to understand. And I mean, not to hammer this, not to like, you know, hammer this point home again, but even just the 1776 report, the fact that that was on our White House website and the fact that it literally essentially quotes Anders Breivik and is plagiarizes. a huge problem that no one seems to be talking about. And again, Sean goes over this point in the video that will be down in the show notes. I highly recommend you give it a listen. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Tom Fitton, he sucks. And you heard he talked about the school-to-prison pipeline as quote-unquote claptrap, which means nonsense, right? He just, just waved that one off. Didn't explain why it's nonsense. Just, it's nonsense. It's the idea that, like, you know, discipline in schools is used like in an inordinately uh 
more against uh, children of color than against white children, right? And in case you're wondering if that's a thing of the past or not, according to a 2020 article from U.S. News and World Report, uh, it cited research from UCA, UCLA Civil Rights Project and the Learning Policy Institute regarding federal data from 2015 to 2016, quoting from that article, quote, the rates for black students and other students of color are significantly higher uh, than those of white students. And this is referring to uh, suspension days out of out of uh, school for disciplinary reasons. Uh, black students lost 103 days uh, per 100 students enrolled, 82 more than the 21 days their peers lost due to out-of-school suspensions. Uh, as other Yeah. As other research has suggested, the learning loss for black boys and girls was the highest. Black boys lost 132 days per 100 enrolled. Black girls lost 77 days per 100 students enrolled. So, yeah, it's definitely a partisan issue. Um, discipline reforms from the Obama era were rescinded in 2018 by, guess who, Betsy DeVos, uh, in the wake of the Parkland shooting, if you can believe this. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. DeVos argued that Obama-era regulations were creating disruptive classrooms and making teachers feel threatened and somehow tried to tie that to the violence of Parkland, uh, which is the, the, the mass murder, excuse me, of, at Parkland. So, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, also from U.S. News. Last year, which would be 2019, uh, quote, Devos uh, also recommended removing certain reporting requirements from the civil rights data collection uh, that would prevent researchers from tracking racial disparities in areas like school discipline for early childhood edu education. So the data that we have now, Devos tried to get rid of that so that we couldn't actually track it. Yeah, she also tried to do something similar on college campuses with sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, what a the, weird the thing to be pro for both. I mean, both of them are pretty awful, but I mean, the first one, she's white, she's racist, checks out. With DeVos, it comes down to money. Her brother is Eric Prince, the founder of Blackwater, right? Uh, <laughs> whose, whose mercenaries got pardoned recently by uh, Donald Trump, by the way. Yep. But anyway, for war crimes. Yeah, yeah, for murdering. Murdering for literal humans. war crimes. Yeah. So at the end, uh, Tom is misrepresenting, uh, you know, the point of this material. And, you know, he, as I said, he's reading slides. Okay. He's reading a PowerPoint presentation. He has no benefit of an instructor to give context. So he can read in, he can literally read into this anything he wants. He can make it whatever he wants it because he's just reading words off a slide and he's just skimming the whole time. I won't subject you to all of it, but that's all he's doing. So, yeah, he, he's, he's making this personal, as Christian pointed out. Uh, he's making this individual, and he's playing to his audience. This is not what second wave feminists meant when they said make the personal political. <laughs> they didn't have Tom Fitton in mind? They, they didn't mean this. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom goes on a little bit longer, uh, and he actually almost accidentally gets something right here. What else is here? Celebration here on the lower right. Celebration of Columbus Day. Self-appointed white ally. What does that mean? It means if you see yourself as an ally of minorities, you're a white supremacist. That's not what they mean. Assuming that good intentions are enough. Meaning, again, if you deny you're a racist and you, as a matter of principle and philosophy, oppose racism, that simply isn't good enough. And in fact, it's covert white supremacy. So he almost actually got that right. 
You see, you see what he did at the end there. He's 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 claiming what he's he's representing it as if you are a person who simply says things like you know a quote unquote self appointed white ally, which I think the context of the lesson. Uh, I can't be certain, but it's the idea that like you'll say things, but you won't actually be active and and do things that can help dismantle a racist system, which is the point of the theory, right? Then it is tacit, you know, contribution to um, white supremacy. Uh, and he almost got it right. But what he's saying is that, I think what he's saying is that if you declare that you're against racism, which he kind of denies even really exists in the way they say it does, then that makes you an active white supremacist. You know what I mean? Yeah, when in reality, it's like all talk and no practice or praxis still upholds the status quo. Right. And he's he's I I think he knows enough to know that part. I don't think he's that dumb. I think he's misrepresenting on purpose here. So, well, of course, all of all of this is like, you know, all of this is, you know, misinterpretation. Yeah, He, he I don't know. He. I mean, it's willful for sure. You think he's you think he's recruiting people or money? Yeah, he says, "Hey, hey, if if you really think about it, do you want to go march? No, you're a white supremacist. You're on my side. Calm down. It's okay. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those millions Marching of people. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, "Hey, we'll say it's bad. We'll say it's bad. We're white supremacists. We'll say it's bad. We're still white supremacists." We're not going to march. Yeah. We're not going to act. But force you to exercise? We will never do we're that. Not, we're not going to riot our senators. <laughs> you, I'm not going to lift one finger, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's a that's a house on fire. It's just like somebody hands you a hose, you set it down, and go back about your day. You know, I mean, it doesn't make you an active arsonist, but you certainly didn't help the the situation. You know. So next time someone's bad talking white supremacists, you go, hey, that's me. I'm not going on a march. You shut up, jerk. <laughs> not marching against white supremacy. I will not write Oh, I can't letter. wait to see that on a t-shirt. Uh, the not, the not million, you know, the not march or whatever, you know. The not million march or yeah, the million like, not march. There we go. The million yeah. not march. It's, that's about as clunky as Tom Fitton's political outlook on life. So it's it's right up his alley. It's about so, as clever as a mug that says leftist tears. Okay. Yeah. I actually found a, a democratic socialist one that says bosses tears. So I'm probably going to probably going to get me one of those. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Again, the point of this material that he's misrepresenting is to try to get kids to consider the nature of American systems, and it emphasizes activism and being involved in the dismantling of a system that perpetuates social injustice. And Fitton rejects this out of hand because he rejects the notion that a system can be corrupt as long as it's the American system, which is benefiting him. Because, you know, he'll talk about, you know, communism, which is an economics or you know he'll talk about socialism which is an economic system and you know he conflates that with you know left-wing authoritarianism you know which is a form of government but americans can't be you know corrupt as long as it's the system that has allowed him to thrive and he has thrived so uh just one more one more of him skimming this material and misrepresenting it and i think this sums up his attitude perfectly oh and believing we are post-racial so I saying something like Barack Obama was elected president. How can there be sy- systemic racism in the country? Well, that means you're racist. 
So this is the sort of catch-all uh, philosophy from the uh, radical left in this program. And when you go through the program, and you know I can show you all the slides, but they're available on our website at judicialwatch.org, uh, you'll see that this is a propaganda to the max. There's more material in there that talks about um, implicit bias and structural racism. Listen to this. This is what's being taught children, middle school children, by the way. Racist created to justify enslaving people from Africa. Economic engine of country. So it seems they suggest that slavery is still the economic engine of our country. I'm not sure what that means. He knows exactly what the fuck that means. So what I really like is how he starts out with, oh, well, so if I say that Obama was, you know, we had a black president, Obama, so racism doesn't exist. That makes me like, that's covert white supremacy. I was like, yeah, that's almost exactly what that is. If you're employing that fact in the service of let's not, you know, let's not unfuck a system that is demonstrably unjust, you know? I wouldn't immediately think that person's racist. I just think they're dumb to be like, oh, wait, there's a black guy's president. No one could be racist anymore. Well, here. Yeah, that, uh... was, that was such a common talking point on Fox News when Obama was president. It was kind of mind blowing. We did it. <laughs> one out of 45. We're there, guys. It's equality. Total equality. Never mind that a woman still hasn't been elected or a queer person or someone of any other race. Hey, We're hey, equal now. I, I don't want no more of that leftist claptrap now, okay? No no, no hogwash, all right? No guff, none of that. Uh, he's, not, he's not a Southerner. I don't know why I did that. Apology to Southerner, Southern, uh, yeah. Apologies to fans from the Southern states. I've actually, we've actually had an uptick in downloads from Mississippi and Alabama, so y'all are great. That was a, Pleasant surprise. So, hmm. Anyways. Thank you. Yeah. That's when I'm you probably, say thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, thus, proving that pro thus proving that progressive attitudes are universal. But anyways, I'll probably cut this part out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Coward. <laughs> Fine. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. We love, we love all our fans. Love them all. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had Moonshine? Like real Moonshine? Like, I don't know. I've made in somebody's tell basement. Stuff is moonshine, but I don't. They weren't hairy enough to believe them. It was like college kids. You gotta have like, you gotta have the beard that like. This is gonna go bad. It's just you know voluptuous beard that goes thick and mangy and like with birds living in it and like squirrels running through. That's the guy I trust for my moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Not the person in college who shows up and he's got a button-up shirt and he's like, "Look what I found." I mean, or 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 at the very least, someone who someone who has the spirit of the mangy beard, you know, has many animal <laughs> well, friends. That was your experience with moonshine, right, Matt? <laughs> well, I, I mean, yes, but that I mean, I didn't have to point out that Christian nailed it. <laughs> I mean, it, I know I know Christian's a comedian and you know he's doing you know he's doing jokes but yeah the person who gave me real apple moonshine was a man in his 80s with a big scruffy beard so it I you, like it hurts in your the eyes. south though right you were yeah in no the this south was in Kentucky it, it hurt my eyes from like holding it like six inches away from my face it stung um, I got one sip I was done 
but it's yeah, still no, it's hey, fun. you know what? I, I mean, hey, he that dude drank it like water, so I don't know what to tell you. He was he was very impressive in that. He's way. gonna outlive us all, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who he figured something out, okay? I'm just he's living his life, okay? Damn straight. But you know who hasn't figured anything out? Tom. Tom Fitton. <laughs> because yeah. Next, uh, he's going to complain that the material slides uh, link to a TED Talk featuring the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, and he gives his assessment of the movement. So he's, he's complained that, oh, like, oh, they're I linking to TED to Talks. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, and, and this is what he thinks about Black Lives Matter. The terms that are defined in a, a website uh, created by, uh, as part of this class, include Black Lives Matter which is defined as a political movement to address systemic and state violence against African-Americans. It claims that Black Lives Matter is an ideological and political intervention in a world where Black lives are systematically and intentionally targeted for demise. Accurate. Black Lives Matter is anti-American, anti-police smearing. No one believes Black Lives Don't Matter. Saying Black Lives Matter (laughs) suggests to people who think that Black Lives Don't Matter and that those people run the institutions of America. It's a smear. It's designed to overthrow our system. All lives matter. More importantly, your life matters. Bam. Wait, wait, God, Christian, oh, wow. Christian. Sorry, that, sorry that got I extra cackled. racist at the end. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that I cackled matter. when no, you said, all lives. yeah. But mostly you, <laughs> mostly people <laughs> listening to me. Really just so, so swung who, the needle again. I'm sorry swung. I cackled when he said that no one thinks that black lives don't matter because that is just so not true. <laughs> well, and remember, it, it, he 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 gives it away at the end when he says all lives matter, which is a disgusting term. And then, you know, as Christian, you point out, then he goes to your life matters. So it's clear who his target audience is here from everything that's been said. You know, he talks again, about. Black Lives Matter isn't just saying that only black lives matter. They're saying they're they're pointing out that in our systemic environment, in our cultural and political environment, black lives mean less as a whole. And indigenous lives and other lives of color. It's just I'm so sick of hearing the all lives matter BS. And and I'm not a fan of being fair to Tom Fitton, but I will I will say that in the he he didn't necessarily go there. He did actually say exactly what they mean, which is, you know, the terms black lives black lives matter is the implication that people in power and just the system itself believe that, you know, they don't or they treat them in such a way that, you know, effectively they don't matter in our system. He kind of got there, but then just outright denies it, which I think is even worse cuz he's not even He's not even doing that that common, you know, misrepresentation. He's flat out more or less understanding the point of the term and then just saying, no, that's not true. That's not true. There's no such thing. There was no such thing as redlining and internment camps and, you know, medical experiments on people of color and, you know, the prison industrial complex. I mean, I could I could keep going. That's you been want me to name more things? throughout the whole time has been define it give kind of an unbiased here's what it does and then wide swing so first half is good (laughs) and then the second half is all right how can i make this work for me 
and that's <laughs> kind of each segment we've heard. He hits you with some details. You're like, that makes sense. And then he's like, you matter. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Buy my t-shirt. No one's above the law. I'm going to sue people. <sighs> yeah. And, and he brings up the anti-American term again. Uh, you know, he makes it personal. Every he just time keeps going I hear on. that, I just think of McCarthy. Like the McCarthy hearings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The House on American Activities Commission, yeah. Um, he, Tom just keeps going. He keeps going, and he's vaguely questioning everything presented, and he cherry-picks various passages. You guys can watch it uh, yourself on YouTube. I'm not going to link it. Judicial Watch has a, has a YouTube channel. If you feel like you must, go ahead. Um, but I'm not linking any of his garbage in our show notes. And the stuff uh, you so- look at on YouTube keeps showing up. Every ad you watch on that channel gives him money. Fucking algorithm. Yeah. Creates Nazis. Yeah, so Fitton, he keeps going. And then he tells his audience about actual racism and uh, threats to children. Well, the only racism I see here is the racism directed at alleged white supremacy. This is code. I knew it. Which they define as anyone who doesn't share their Marxist collectivist beliefs. As I said in the release about these documents, the racist revolutionary claptrap in these documents should be nowhere near a school classroom. These documents show that extremists have access to our schools and are willing to abuse the access to children in order to advance a dangerous, divisive, and likely illegal agenda. Yeah, yeah. Illegal agenda. Uh, no, that wasn't what tipped me off, actually. It's the whole save the children narrative. You like part that? Of it, you like that? Which is around a lot these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I am wary of anyone who is like, we must save the children. That's, uh, Especially I think, uh, when you target trans kids, because well, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, I think Cody Johnston, um, with some more news, he did he did a video on this recently. The, the the trope of save the children, how it's used as a as a prop for various like bullshit causes. Yeah, right yeah. now their their main target is trans kids right mm-hmm. now, which yep. is just great. Yeah, and just and, great. and also, well, yeah, and and but you saw he got even worse, right? When you consider everything that you know about Fitton, just based on this segment, right? It, it's a lot easier to see through the codes of what he's talking about there. You know, when he says that the only racism I see is racism against supposed white supremacy. We were just talking about how earlier he was establishing we're all white supremacists in their eyes. You're on this team. This is the group that you're in. Even if you if you just don't want to march, this is who they're hating. It's your fault. And so he's already set up that it's you they're targeting. It's this fear mongering. Yeah. And, and. Therefore, if we, if him and anyone that in his audience are the white supremacists, right, are being accused of being white supremacists, that means what he's saying is that there is, by teaching CRT, this is racism against white people who don't fit the, the supposed mold that he's created, you see? So what he's saying is there's racism against white people, but racism yeah. doesn't exist, but there's racism against white people, so... That's fun. What do they call it? Reverse racism? Yeah. And that's actually on that that pyramid uh, slide, by the way. So skip reverse uno. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like how people are getting shot in our schools every day. And it's like, they're trying to teach. Extremists have access to teach them that Columbus was racist. The extremists have infiltrated and they're educating those. Yeah, I mean, it's not even, you know, and it's it, it can be even simpler than that. It's just like Columbus is not like the hero deity that, you know, we've made him. It's just like, look, this is what happened, you know? <laughs> That's what he did. He did the things. He did the genocide thing. You know, he never set foot in in what we know today as the United States. So, whatever. Our history teacher had us read a page from his journal in high school. And it was like the second day he landed and he was like, these people will make great slaves. The women <laughs> are ripe for children. And it's like, oh my God, like this is... Did he really... Bullshit. Yeah, did he really like write immediately that? he's like, these people will be... <laughs> relegated to be my servant. It's like, ah, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> oh, now God. let's have an entire day honoring him about how not only could he not read a map, but also committed mass genocide. Yeah. And, and you know, never mind the fact that like one of the reasons and, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to not really trying to play this card, but I am part, you know, my, my mom is half Italian and I understand that, you know, because of racism against Italians before they were in the white club, they clung very dearly to the, to the legend of Christopher Columbus because they needed something because they weren't considered white yet. But that's a whole other thing we can discuss. Uh, no, that's a different episode. You've made it. Yeah. I'm, I'm also <laughs> Irish and Italian. So like what, 70, 80 years ago, I would not have been considered white. No, no, no. I'm half Filipino, so before 1967 in certain states, I wouldn't be considered a person for all legal reasons. So that's fun. Oh, well. So um, I'm not going to subject everyone to too much more of this, uh, this claptrap, if you will, from Tom Fitton. But uh, I want to play this next clip because this one really pissed me off. Um, This one... Fitton is questioning the legality of teaching CRT. And then he reframes it as a violation of civil rights. Federal law, state law, Maryland. I don't need to look up federal, state law, Maryland. And the Constitution prohibits treating people and in this divisively racially racial way. They use tax dollars to target white children and target entire demographic groups as being evil who should be opposed their, you know, according to them, their views should be opposed based on their race. Is a violation of virtually every civil rights law we have in the, in the greater scheme of things in our constitution, which requires that everyone has equal protection of the laws. Okay. Okay. So we all see what he just did there, right? Yep. It's like it's like a reverse Mitch McConnell. Our whole agenda is shutting down the evil white children. We are going to put all of our money into stopping the evil white children's actions in schools. Write it into the law, evil white children. I want to see you write every one of those words right into the law, evil white children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Tom, yeah, Tom Fitton is creating a straw man. He is using white victimhood narratives, and then he invokes civil rights laws as a defense against this make-believe threat against white people. So the civil rights he's talking about are white civil rights. And 
let me just remind everyone of something we already know, I'm pretty sure, um, how a lot of these civil rights laws end up on our books. You know, who, who did that, Tom? Who lobbied the government and pressed President Johnson to sign the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Act? Who put their bodies out in the street? Who allowed, you know, who... <laughs> who, okay, okay. You know, people were labeled revolutionaries, social dissidents, uh, you know, people who Agitators. Yeah, people who challenge a racist status quo. It's kind of like how, like, conservatives of today will, like, you know, hold up Martin Luther King as, you know, some type of, like, you know, um, example of how you really get things done and whitewash the fact that he was, you know, he was investigated by the FBI. He was jailed. Him and his people were beaten for simply walking across a bridge. One of them died, you know, and just like he's, it's just, it, it infuriates me that in the name of white victimhood narratives and lies, he's invoking civil rights laws that really only exist because people who have been oppressed pretty much since the beginning demanded and paid in blood to be treated equally. That just, it just bugs the shit out of me. And I can't believe this guy makes so much money off of this. Yeah, we forget that a lot of the, the rights that we have today were not rights 200 years ago. Nope. You know, nope. this is... In regard to gender, this is in regard to race, this is in regard to class, labor. We forget the actual sacrifices that our four parents, our four guardians have done for us to create a better life for us. We forget how many people have died to give us a fucking weekend. Oh, yeah. The labor wars. We've talked about that. You know, <sighs> speaking of coal miners, I mean, Jesus, they literally, they, they, for all, for all effective purposes, literally marched to war in the early 20th century to get something called overtime or at least not be cheated on how much coal they were actually digging up for the company. But anyways, yeah. So that's fun. Tom Fitton. Tom Fitton. Uh, Tom needs to get one last jab in, uh, so he more or less finishes with a little more fear-mongering and then some advice to those opposed to the status quo, and he mirrors something that Trump once said. So you have racism, Marxism, anti-Americanism, vicious anti-policism. I guess that's a new word, right? But, you know, everything is in ism these days. being rammed down the throats of our children. And don't think if you're in a private school, you're immune from this. It goes on all over the place. And Judicial Watch has been uncovering and investigating this for years and years and years. So give me your money. And it's been out there like a low-grade fever, and now it's kind of metastasized in the sense that you have the Biden administration pushing this. Uh, through, uh, uh, they're trying to be, they, they have a new uh, funding and grant mechanism they're trying to get through. You have the president promoting it. Every time you hear the word systemic racism, but that's, that's someone who says that, why don't, why, why don't they leave the country if they believe that? If everything in the country is racist and our system is oppressive, either they're revolutionaries or they should leave. If you don't like the country, then you should get out. Because if you don't get out, you are a revolutionary. 
the gains that we have today would not have been made if, like what I just said earlier, our four parents and guardians had not stayed and fought to make it better. I don't think Tom Fitton has kids. Because just the way he talks about children, like, really, last time he was like, we're, they're fighting the children, the evil white children. And now he's like, who, who's talking about ramming it down their throat? What? Right? Wasn't that how he phrased it? For how they're yeah, handling the yeah. children? What the hell is it that? Was meant, I don't like that. It was meant to how give you, you a, a visceral reaction. Yeah, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, it was, it was meant to incite your feelings, yeah. He used like specifically triggering language. I, I don't when know talking if he about has, children. I don't know if he has kids. Um, I feel like for all of his all of his propaganda, all of his demagoguery, all this talk about children. I feel like if he did have kids, he'd do what they all do, which is talk about his kids and be like, "My children do this. I do this with my children." The fact that he hasn't mentioned that once is kind of a tell. All this fear mongering, all these warnings about basically nothing, acting like they uncovered something that was already known, you know, a year prior. Uh, the MPCS had a whole section of their website dedicated to like a step by step process of, you know, awarding the, you know, taking bids for innovation funds, like funds that were actually earmarked. You heard him talk about four hundred fifty thousand dollars to be paid to uh, to uh, the Mid Atlantic uh, Equity Consortium. That. That was a bid from funds from the innovation fund, which was already earmarked in their budget, which, by the way, is like north of like two billion dollars or something like that. Whoa. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. They're 60 percent. There was it. They're about 50 percent white. Uh, I believe 20 percent uh, rep- uh, identify as some type of uh, Latin X person. Um, they're 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 not like a they're not a white monolith, even if they're, you know, so which is they're their demographics are pretty much on par with the state. And they're about a million people out of 6 million in Maryland. And I haven't heard too much strong opposition from the people, the principals involved, which is to say people in the school district. Um, If they are vocal about it, uh, they're kind of a minority. So yeah, this has nothing to do with Tom Fitton other than the fact that he can use it to raise money. And speaking of money, um, Fun thing about Judicial Watch, it is a quote unquote nonpartisan uh, nonprofit. Uh, yeah, nonprofit, which means that they yeah, have to. Right. Yeah, they have to. Their filings, their they their IRS form nine nineties are public. And would anyone like to know uh, about Thomas Fitton's uh, salary from Judicial Watch? Uh, take a guess. Seriously, seriously, take a real. I'm guess. either gonna say like one point two million or like eight hundred grand annually. Or I guess it's just yeah. for that What's year, his... huh? Yeah. I'm going to say take a shot. that guy, I looked at him, and he pays at least 100 grand in next steroids a year. So <laughs> I'm going to say he's making like $22 million from this company. <laughs> well, so not, not quite. Well, maybe in a way. So keep in mind, he's not a lawyer. He doesn't file legal briefs. All he does is he is president. He makes these stupid ass YouTube videos. Last year, or excuse me, in 2019, um, he made $382,215 just on salary alone. That's from That's the nonprofit juice. Yeah, nonprofit juice. <laughs> yeah, Here's I, the was, thing, I was I was thinking that this was going to be like an like a truly astronomical number that was going to depress me to no end. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I'm getting to that. By the way, that salary was up from 330000 in 2018. See? 
So he got himself a nice, uh, nice pay raise there of about what 10%. So yeah, here's the thing though. Tom Fitton has written several books. Okay. Like a lot of like right wing conspiracy theory type Did stuff. Did they do so- the bulk buying thing? Probably. I don't know how much he makes from that. But the real value uh, for, you know, Tom Fitton is the value of Judicial Watch itself. Now, remember, Judicial Watch is supposed to be a nonprofit and I, and they deal a lot in like suing people. But I think around like 80% of their expenses is in quote unquote education. I don't know what that means. YouTube really videos? Maybe. I Well, then someone's pocketing a lot of this money because those videos are awful. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I can just yeah. claim it's for education. You got it. You and got then it. do whatever the fuck I want with the rest of that money. So total net assets, right? This isn't even income. This is what they have left over um, when they're done with their expenses. Okay. According to their 990 forms from 2019, at the beginning of fiscal year 2019, uh, Judicial Watch had $110,041,633 in net assets. That means they were done paying for expenses. That was the beginning of fiscal year 2019. And this is a nonprofit? Correct. Now, at the end of 2019, their net assets were $166,392,324. So... Somehow they gained $56 million in net assets in a single year after expenses. It boggles my mind how much these like conservative nonprofits get in a year because I legitimately am curious where all of this money comes from. Because I know that I'm sure that they have some sort of billionaire backing, but like I'm, I'm, I'm so curious how much is actually from individual donations. Probably more than you think in this case. This is the reason why Tom Fitton hits it so hard on the fear-mongering and these YouTube videos. They were linked, and probably still are, frankly, to like, you know, dark ma- dark money Coke brother type uh, organizations, you know. They were linked uh, They were. In 2014. Yeah, in 2014, they, it was shown that they were receiving some funds, but not nearly on the level that we're talking about here. Okay. Does it say anything about PragerU? Because I get similar vibes from listening to him. It didn't. Uh, what, do you know the name of their 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 bullshit uh, conservative? Do, uh, do, like do, well, was the that founder donors? is Dennis Prager. Yeah, but is a donors trust or or donors something or other? I think is what they're called. I'll I I don't know. Yep. Anyways, yeah, they they were linked to some of those dark money machines, uh, some of those conservative uh, charity, you know, middlemen. Dude, they're all connected. They really are. The more that you research about like the right wing, like blogosphere, video sphere, all of that kind of stuff, it's insane how connected the money is. And this is just from stuff that we know about. I'm sure that all of like the hidden money is it all stems from like the same five sources. Yep. Or I'm obviously I can't be sure of that, but I'm I'm reasonably positive that the like the sources of money for a lot of these well-known like places are like basically like the same five billionaires yeah so tom or like fitton, corporations yeah so tom fitton and, and judicial watch i mean whatever however else they're funded they're certainly it's clear that they're grifting they're they're and it's clear that their target audience are white um 
you know, baby boomers and, 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 and greatest generation type people, and maybe even some Gen X people for all I know, but it's that, you know, it's that fear of communism and Marxism and anti-whiteness or some stupid bullshit. And they make a ton of money off of it year after year. So yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, did you guys want me to link you, uh, the donation link for, for judicial watch? Are you guys going to make a donation? No. Christian, no. Did, did Tom win you over? No, I don't have anyone I need sued right now. I don't have uh, any voters I want to suppress, particularly. Um, what else does he sue? $50 million. I'll take, I mean, but he's not going to sue anyone I want to sue. It's a shame. <laughs> right? <laughs> we I mean, just don't do want to sue the same Cl- people. <laughs> he could do what Larry Clayman did, which is like, sue himself in effect larry clayman sues everyone but he's funny yeah is larry Anyways. clayman an actual lawyer uh he was he keeps getting suspended <laughs> not so, disbarred though uh no not that i know of somehow Come but on, you know Mars, who else is not disbarred uh uh what's her face um oh geez why am i blanking all of a sudden um sydney, S- powell. Uh, sydney powell yes sydney powell she hasn't been disbarred yeah, somehow so. <laughs> I think it's just because these proceedings take time because obviously they're lawyers. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, this whole thing just left a bad taste in my mouth. Tom Fitton. But because of the only reason I wanted to talk about him is because he's one of the talk. He's on Fox News. He's on Newsmax. His organization has a lot of money and potentially a lot of influence. And, you know, I just I think it's important because I'd never heard of this guy before all the controversy over over CRT. And I just see him on Newsmax. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I look into him I'm like, God, this guy sucks. So I wanted to make our audience aware that this dude sucks like a lot. And you probably never heard of him. And I'm sorry that you know him now. But <sighs> anyway, it seems like he's recruit recruitment for them. Like, that seems like his oh, kind yeah. of job is. I mean, if you just watch the if you, the way he formed his whole video he was setting it up to get you on his side and then he made you feel targeted and then he made himself the shield and he's like the shield needs money <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, sh- the the figurative shield needs literal money okay he's like tinkerbell but instead of clapping to keep him alive he needs money i like it just raining dollar bills on him that, like I said, that that was depressing as all shit. And I don't want to end on that note. So instead, I want to talk about a story that's not really a good story, but I mean, good in a sense, but it's like, it's a story that people need to know and you can do something good. And Anna, you and I talked about this earlier. So there is a, uh, there's a strike going on right now. For those of you who don't know, uh, it, the uh, miners at Met Warrior Coal, which is based just, I believe, just outside of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, the short version is this, uh, about 1100 miners, coal miners are on strike right now because they're, um, the Met Warrior Coal Company is trying to get them to accept an unfair contract. As I understand it, this is what happened. About five years ago, that company was going to go bankrupt or the company that owned Met Warrior Coal was going to go bankrupt. And they reached a deal with their employees, the miners, that the miners agreed to take like a substantial pay cut in order to keep the company from going under. The miners agreed to this because the company promised that they would make good by them and, you know, you know, start giving pay raises again once they were, you know, solvent again or, you know, they were not about to go out of business. Well, that time has come and they're negotiating a new contract and the company is offering, I think they 
cut their wages like 5%, 6% five years ago. And now they're trying to get them to take a 1.5% pay raise, which isn't even close to making up to what they've sacrificed. So um, the UMWA uh, uh, members at MetWarrior Cole, they are striking right now. And they, um, it's like, I think some of their members just got arrested during a blockade of, of scabs. And, you know, it's like, it's making national attention now. It's been going on for months. Um, I will link in the show notes, some places where people can go to, uh, make a donation to their strike fund because they're just, they're getting crushed. The, the, the mine company is doing what they've always done, which is they're trying to outlast them. They're hoping that they run out of money and they have to go back, uh, and accept this bullshit contract. So if you want to uh, donate in solidarity to people who are just, you know, trying to trying to make enough money to live, um, we will we will link some places where you can do that because you know let's do something let's do something good and forget that Tom Fitton exists for an hour, shall we? Yeah, and please, if you can, if you have any spare money, yes, please help yes. them out because labor is a collective struggle, and you know if. If one of us falls, all of us fall. It's it's a slow erosion of our rights. So if you have a little bit of extra money, please help them out. It's it's for a good cause. Or if you don't have money, um, you know, if you got social media, you know, yeah, exactly. Stories, yes. link them, keep them, keep them in the public sphere. Make everybody aware of what's going on because you know they need all the help they can get. Make a TikTok because that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. And a, a shout out to uh, Rivers Langley and the Goods from the Woods uh, podcast. Uh, I was listening to their show recently. It's funny as hell. And they're actually the ones that made me aware of that. Uh, them and the uh, Valley Labor Report, which is another pro-union uh, podcast radio show based in the South. They're awesome too. So check them out. And um, yeah, Christian, you got anything for us? Yeah, it's nice. I'm, I'm pro-union. I think it's, I mean, we need some way to represent ourselves and uh it's nice to have coal miners as the face instead of if it was like me and like 10 other actors walking outside we couldn't get arrested for stopping someone from walking past us we'd be like oh they got by and so it's nice to have a good strong uh front line appreciate what they're doing there because i mean otherwise the people with power just they don't give it freely they have it it's theirs and so you got to fight and it's uh a fight worth fighting and appreciate them doing it. So yeah, if you can contribute, um, find that link. Right on. And, uh, wow. That, those sound like some revolutionary, uh, Marxist anti un-American ideas you have there, Christian. Jeez. I wonder what Tom Fitton would have to say about you. I don't know. He'd probably say the first half pretty accurate though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and that is well, our show. Oh, oh I, I was going to say, like, Christian, do you do you have any good news that you've come across in the last week or so? Um, well, hopefully I get a nephew today, but... Um, oh, oh, yeah, that. yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah, should... Uh, there you go. Good news. Uh, the cat doesn't bite me as much. I got a cat <laughs> a year ago. It's starting to uh, not bite me. That's, Lilith, right? Yeah, Lilith. Right on, right on. Yeah. And and for me personally, I would just like to say Happy Pride Month, everybody. Hey. The holiest of all months to my guys, gals, and NB pals. For it is Pride, and it is also E3. And when they <laughs> combine, we are eternal. 
Did you just make that up? Yes. That's like some slam poetry. I like that. All right. Well, we're going to end on that note because I can't outdo that one. Uh, That's awesome. Thank you for everyone who hung in there uh, for the whole show. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at ConsequencePod. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at StopTalkingMatt. Um, you know, throw us a nice five-star review, subscribe, follow, maybe share a link to the show with somebody else who you think might enjoy it. Uh, Christian, you got any uh, any socials anywhere where somebody follows you? Again, I can edit this Um, part. Yeah, I've got a, no, no, no. I've got a website. Go check me out at uh, com. If you can uh, figure out how to spell Boosfay, you'll be one of the few who ever gets to see <laughs> No, just my let site. him try and figure it out. Just let him yeah, try and figure good. it out. Best of luck. There's a U and a P. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, everybody, keep your heads down. Try to figure out how to spell Boosfay. Uh Support uh, support some coal miners and do not pay attention to anything Tom Fitton says unless it's because you want to mock him publicly. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>